You've selected a show from the Podcast Jukebox, a DIY podcast network. Crippled Content Creations and Podcast Jukebox present Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on sex and disability with your host, Andrew Gerza. Disability After Dark with Andrew Gerza. Shining a bright light on sex and disability. Content warning. The language, content, and discussion found within this episode of Disability After Dark will be explicit. Listener discretion advised. Hello, hello, welcome to the show, and thank you for clicking on a brand new episode of Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on sex and disability. My name is, of course, Andrew Gerza. I am your deliciously disabled host. Thank you for shining a bright light on sex and disability with me today. Get comfy, cozy, crippled, whatever that means for you, and let's get started. I also just want to give a shout-out, because I was looking at the numbers of the show today, I also want to give a shout-out to... The people who listen to the show in other parts of the world, because I noticed that in Japan there are 120 people who listen, in Ireland there are 113 people who listen or downloads of the show recently, in the Kingdom of Sweden, and I didn't realize Sweden was a kingdom, but okay, in the Kingdom of Sweden there's 231 downloads, and in the Republic of France there are 156 people who listen to my show or downloads of the show anyway, so that's exciting and cool. If you're from one of those countries and you want to come on the show and talk to me about how disability is portrayed in your country or in your region of the world, I want to hear that because I think that would be a really cool way to learn about how disability is portrayed in other parts of the world. I want to do a whole episode on on different countries in the world and their portrayals of disability and sexuality and disability generally, and I'd like to do that with some proper individuals who live in those places so I don't culturally appropriate things by mistake. And so if you want to come on the show and talk about those things, please come on the show. But this is more to say, thank you, individuals of those countries. I appreciate that you listen. And as always, I want to give a shout-out to the Patreon supporter for this episode. I want to give a shout out to Kias. Kias? 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 K-E-A-S? Kias? Who pledged $1 a month last week to support the show and to keep the show going. Thank you, and your pledge means you're probably listening on Patreon right now a day early, and I appreciate that. If you want to shout out, listen to the end of the show for the Patreon address and pledge what you can for the show to keep going and I will sh- give you a sexy shout out but Kias you're like Madonna you don't need a last name and Madonna's pretty hot so that's all I got um the pun was pretty bad right there but thank you so for this episode I decided to go way back into the the disability after dark vault 
I almost said disability after dark annals, but it, that sounds pretty close to annals. Although I would like to go back deep into someone's annals for sure. So if anybody wants to do that, let me know. Big Dick Crip is my name, so I'll go into your annals for sure. Um, but I went back into the <laughs> to the vault of disability after dark to listen to some old episodes and try to find some new angles for topic stuff. I wanna, I want to. I always try to look for new stuff first, but if I can't think of anything. I will go back to old episodes and try to find different angles that I haven't tackled yet because content is hard, y'all. Um, but I'm doing it for you because I appreciate that you're here listening to this. So I went into the vault and I looked into one of the old shows and I decided that it was time for me to revisit an episode that I did the fifth episode of this program almost three years ago now called Gimps on Grinder, where I talk about kind of the social media presence and my experience on, on dating apps and sex apps as a, as a queer disabled person and I talk about it a little bit in in that episode but I realized in that episode first of all if you're a content creator I would strongly recommend that you never listen back to your stuff it's it was really bad I didn't have this cool mic I didn't sound as clear and as crisp as I do right now I sounded kind of horrible and I was really shitty with my pronouns I kept calling everybody on the show guys which I've learned now not to do, and I won't do that again, because, wow, it's painful. Every two or three seconds I say guys in that episode, it was a problem. Um, but, so I listened back to that, and I wanted to revisit the topic of Gimps on Grinder and talk to you about how things for me on the apps have gone a couple years later, and I want to see if things have changed and share with you some of the messages that I've received on Grinder in the last few years. So that's really what this episode is going to be about. Nothing too brand new, but there you are. Okay, let's do this. So I called this episode Gimps on Grinder 2 Ableist Appholes. I love alliteration. I thought that was a cool episode name title. So there it is. Um,. So yeah, I felt it was time to revisit the realities of digitally dating as a disabled person, and I wanted to share with you some of the most recent gems of things guys have said to me online and how those things have made me feel. I would love to be able to tell you that since recording the first episode on this topic in 2016, that the, ableist, that the ableism on the internet has changed, but alas, it has not. I'm here to tell you that it is still a trash fire of discrimination and ableism for anybody with a disability online trying to put themselves out there and be flirty and fun on the internet. You are encounter you encounter so, so much disgusting ableism from people that sometimes is masked in, oh, I didn't know any better, I just wanted to learn, that kind of stuff. So I'm going to share with you some of the times all that stuff's happened to me. Um, but... There have also been some really sweet messages that I've received on the apps, and I want to highlight some of those, too, because I understand that those are important, and um, and I think we should share those, because some people have said some really good things about my work, and good, like they've been excited to talk to me online, and I've talked to some other disabled people from the apps who are really pleased with what I'm doing, so that kind of stuff, but I want to share with you the dumpster fires first because they're fun and I get to tear them apart on my podcast. So that's what I'm going to do. 
Just a quick content note, this very first one that I'm going to share is pretty graphic and super rude, and I do use the R word because the person used the R word, so just prepare yourself when I do this one. So this one happened a few months ago. I was lying in bed, and I hadn't been able to sleep the night before. I'd been tossing and turning and doing everything I could to sleep. I had on, like, the white noise machine. I put on the rain machine. I put on all these things to try to sleep, and I just wasn't getting enough rest. So I was up early in the morning, like I was up with the birds trying to trying to get back to sleep and get comfortable and I couldn't sleep. So I decided, okay, I'm going to pop on Grinder and just see who's around. Just I wasn't planning to do anything. I just wanted to get to just try to lull myself to sleep. And I thought looking at dudes' dicks would be a way to do that maybe. I don't know. Do dudes' dicks make you fall asleep? Because I thought that's, that, that's what I could do. So I was in my bed looking at people on the Grinder at around 6 a.m. And then... As I started looking at more and more pictures, I was like, oh, I feel kind of horny. All right. Maybe I can do something with this. Maybe something can happen here. Um, so, again, I didn't want to hook up right away, but I wanted to see if maybe I could hook up with somebody later. Maybe something could go down. Maybe, I don't know, I could just chat with somebody hot and then set something up for another day or something. But I had no real definite plan to do anything. Because, you know, I had attendance coming in the next few hours to wake me up, and I had things to think about that day other than my dick or someone else's dick. So this person, this dude, I assume, with no picture, by the way, also, if you're going to be on Grindr or any kind of dating app, have a picture. And even if you're a lying cat bitch, at least put somebody else's picture on there. Don't be so ballsy to say you're muscular and hot if you don't have a photo because we all know you're lying but for some reason the dude on this app didn't have a picture and he said he was muscular and hot and I was bored and kind of wanted to see what his deal was and see if he would send me a photo or something so he goes he goes oh I, I want to I want to meet I want to I want to come over what are you up to right now are you looking and he asked me if I was looking and I politely told him that I couldn't hook up right then because I had stuff going on and I was busy and it was morning time, and I was trying to explain to him, like, I'm just, like, no, I cannot suck your dick at 6.06 a.m. Can't do it. But I was like, hey, send me a picture, and I'd love to, like, do it with you another time or something. No problem, or maybe later today, like, give me some time to figure shit out, and I would love to get a hold of you. Like, let me get up and get ready for the day, and maybe we'll chat some more. And without any prompting, he starts in on a tirade of anger and abuse with me where he says you look fucking retarded who the fuck wants to hook up with a cripple you don't even look human ugly fucker that's how he starts his tirade and it only gets worse from there he then goes on to continue piece of shit you already know you're going to be alone forever. Nobody wants someone like you. God certainly didn't favor you. And he, this comes in like a giant string on my on my grinder profile. It comes in a, a continuous string. Every couple of seconds he would post this. And I would just was... I can remember lying there in bed, kind of horny before. And now all of a sudden my, my horniness like dissipated and I was just kind of sad and I was stunned. I sat there reading these words and feeling super upset about it almost immediately, sitting in bed at like 6, 10 a.m. on a Sunday, trying to enjoy my, my morning or at least get back to sleep, and I just was so 
taken aback by this because I knew that there are so many people out there who have these thoughts about disabled people who really do believe that disabled people don't look human, who really do believe that disabled people are pieces of shit, who really do believe that nobody wants somebody like us, who really do truly believe these things for real. And it was so jarring to see this stuff in print. And I think every single time I see this written down or the fact that somebody has taken the time out of their day and out of their, out of their moment to write these things down and put them out in the universe in tangible formats, it blows me back and hurts me a lot. I was really, really hurt by this. Um, and I think it hurt extra hard as well because a lot of the things he was saying, like ugly fucker, piece of shit, you already know you're going to be alone forever, all those things kind of were the internal dialogue that I had been wrestling with since I was a kid. And sometimes, sometimes due to my best friend depression, I wrestle with right now. And, and so seeing that stuff in print first thing in the morning, too, is was really hard to swallow. The sad thing is, had he been just a nice guy, he would have had something else to swallow. Not surprisingly, he continued to rant like that, I continued to say horrible things that I didn't, that I ended up deleting off of my phone because I didn't want to see them anymore, and he then blocked me shortly after. So, he is definitely an ableist asshole, and if anybody ever sees anyone doing that online to anyone, or ever sees somebody post a screenshot of stuff like that, do something about it and talk about it and write about it and and just do something about it. I have more thoughts on that that I'll, that I'll get to in a minute, but I have more things that people said to me that were pretty horrible coming up after the break. There's a lot more to come on this episode of Disability After Dark, but first, we're going to play some ads from our awesome sponsor and some great listeners, so... We'll do that and we'll be right back on Disability After Dark, the podcast shining light on sex and disability with your host, Andrew Gerza. This episode of Disability After Dark has been brought to you by Come As You Are. Come As You Are is Canada's only worker-owned co-op sex shop. Trans-owned and operated, Come As You Are carefully reviews and curates their selection of sex toys, books, and DVDs. Now you can get 15% off your next purchase at comeasyouare.com using coupon code AFTERDARK. And we're back. Big giant thank you to the sponsor, Come As You Are. That means a lot, and I, I, really, I fully appreciate their help as they've been with me from the beginning of this program, supporting me all the way through, and it means so much. If you want to have a spot to talk about your your disabled creation thing if you want to um, sponsor this show all about sexuality and disability and more sex and disability remember the show is now going to be talking about sexuality and disability if you want to sponsor this awesome show hit me up via email disabilityafterdark at gmail.com let me know how we can work together I'd love to have your support and I'd love to support your thing but now, back to the show. So, another weird one I got a while back from somebody that was a little bit less traumatic than the first one, but definitely more on the weird side for me, was this. 
I was talking to a guy on Scruff, which is another, which is like a grinder adjacent app, which I initially liked a lot because you could you could type more than you could on Grinder, and there were more there were more options on Scruff than there were on Grinder. But then they all kind of melded together into one ableist black hole of sadness. But um, I got a message from a guy on Scruff, and Scruff is again more for like the berry type of like bearded sexy lumberjack kind of guys and that's totally my jam so that's also why I liked Scrap more initially and so this guy messages me and says hey and I responded in kind and also said hey and it seemed like the beginning of an of an app driven romance movie where like all the all the digital romances start with I just said hey or I swiped right and then things happen so it sounded like a, the beginning of any normal exchange on an app, right? He then goes on to say something kind of weird and something I wasn't ready for. He says, were you born in a tiny chair or did you have some sort of accident? I repeat, he says, were you born in a tiny chair or did you have some sort of accident? What? I couldn't tell if he was trying to be funny or what exactly he thought he was doing. I was confused. I remember looking at it, and it was like two in the morning when I got this text from him. And he wasn't again; he wasn't close by, so it's not like we were gonna hang out tomorrow, to like the next day. But I remember being like, well, "Did he?" I th- I thought initially, actually, actually, I thought maybe like maybe there's a language barrier here. Maybe I'm not getting what he's saying. Maybe he's trying to say something else entirely. Is he trying to ask me if I was born with a disability? What's going on? And so then I had to sit there and think for a minute because this is not the first time that somebody's made the joke about me being born in a chair. They'll say things like, Haha, did you like come out in a wheelchair and everything? And people have said this to me at parties and stuff and I'll be like, hang on, what? So I need to, I can't even believe I have to ask this again. And I assumed that this was a fundamental part of our knowledge, and I can't even believe I'm asking this on the podcast or that I've had to ask this anywhere in life. But I need to know, once and for all, we understand that it's a fundamental understanding of the world that we live in that is fully embedded in our knowledge that people with disabilities don't, aren't born with their mobility devices in, in hand, right? That's something we, like, actually intrinsically understand, <laughs> like we get that that that's a real thing, right? Okay, just want to make sure. I couldn't even bring myself to continue a conversation with this guy. I remember being so kind of shocked at his like attempted at humor that I was just like I I didn't I just I blocked him because I was like I can't I don't know what to do with this. And I don't know why you think that that's funny. And also, why do you feel, if I was in an accident, why do you feel it's okay to ask me about that? You don't know me. Don't ask me those things. It's inappropriate and rude. Don't ask me if I was in an accident because if I was, and if I choose to tell you, I will tell you. You don't get to ask me that. I've said this before and I'll say it again. People who ask me if I was in an accident, are ableist because they assume that if I say yes, I am somehow closer to able-bodied than if I was born disabled. So fuck you people who ask that. Don't ask those things. It's really rude.
And also, on the other side of that thing, it's really not good. It's not good app etiquette to start a joke with somebody on an app, especially like a marginalized person or a woman or a person of color. An app about their personhood, or a, sorry, a jo- sorry, a joke about their personhood that they're not necessarily in on. So if you make a joke about my my being born in a tiny chair, and I am not aware of the joke, I'm not even aware that you're kidding. I don't even I don't even know your sense of humor, and you make this joke flat off the bat as the introduction to who you are. It's in really really poor taste. So maybe don't start there. I think we also should know by now that most text-based programs that do text is the main form of how you communicate, when you make a joke on those things, they generally fall flat because it takes us, we can't, we can't hear the intonation or the way it's meant. So if you're trying to make an off-color joke on those apps, they just come off like you sounding like an asshole because I can't hear how you intended the joke to land. So just don't do it. This next one happened to me literally last night upon recording this. Somebody engaged with me on the apps in a full conversation about how they want to meet new guys, how they want to make new friendships, how they want to have a bunch of new sex, and how they thought I was kind of cute, but they were curious about what my needs were and how we could engage in sexuality. So I thought he was cute too, and I was going to engage with him in a conversation. And so we had this whole string of like who I was, and what I do, and what I liked, and what he liked, and all the things. We had, you know, a pretty normal conversation that you do on those apps. And we were leading to, like, the things we were going to do to each other, and the kind of sex we enjoyed, and all those parts of the things. And he was like, well, you know, I'm not sure, because I'm not sure if I'm really attracted to you yet. I don't know if I could be with someone like you, and... He doesn't know how he'd feel about sex with someone like me being in a wheelchair. He's not sure how he feels about it. So it's really troubling when that happens because I prefer if you're going to be an asshole, I prefer that that I know right off the bat. At least with the first two examples, I knew right away that you had some ableist stuff so I could prepare myself accordingly. When you slip in the ableism halfway through our conversation on the app, it feels even worse. And this kind of thing irks me even more because I'm on the app for the thing just like you are. I'm on the app looking for one of two things, sex and or connection. I didn't come on the app for you to consider whether or not I'm worthy of your time. First of all, all you app holes are not worthy of my time. Secondly, and I didn't come on the app to answer every single question you've ever had about disability. You're not paying me for that time. So fuck right off. Perhaps, if I think you're hot enough, I'll answer you in between sexy blowjobs. But that's only a maybe if I and that's only maybe if I want to. I I don't have to. So don't come on asking me every disability question you've ever had because I'm on there looking for one thing. I'm allowed to be, also to be, kind of slutty and on these things. And I don't necessarily want to answer every disabled question. I want to get my dick sucked. My dick wet too. Then there was another one. I was online one night at 2 a.m. and I was chatting with this dude who was a few miles away from me. He messaged me on the app and said, Ooh, wow, you're so, so cute. 
And I never get messages like that, so I was taken aback. I'm always the one usually initiating the messages. I never get them that way. So I was like, whoa, what's happening? This never happens. And he was really cute, too. So I was comfy and cozy and crippled in my bed, and I was considering inviting him over. I had a bit of a chub, and I was like, well, it's 2 a.m., and I never get to have 2 a.m. rendezvous. So I considered inviting him over, and I was really seriously thinking about asking him if you want to, like, hop in a cab and come over. Um... And as I was having these daydreams with all the hot sex we're going to have, I looked over at my app and I realized he had sent over an oh no with like a multiple O's at the at the beginning of O and the end of no. Like, oh no, a bunch of times. And I was like, oh dear, what does this mean? And I was already bracing myself for the impact of what it actually meant. And then he was like, I just read your profile, and I, what happened to you? And I just looked at the app at 2 in the morning, 2.15, and I took one big sigh, and I turned up my phone, and I threw it in the bed, in the covers, and I rolled over, and I went to sleep. Needless to say, I did not sleep with anybody that night. Although, I did recently have a 2 a.m. grinder hookup with a guy from Grindr that actually... That actually Resulted in a real hookup with somebody from there. He was 25 and he was kind of attractive. He wasn't exactly 100% my type, but I was horny and it was 2 a.m. And I decided that I was going to actually engage with in a, in a 2 a.m. rendezvous. So I like to lay out my things on the app for people and be kind of chatty before we hook up. Just so there's a clear understanding of what we're going through and what, what the things are going to be and all my needs are and all that stuff. So this this kid he was 25 and I'm 35 so I'm definitely an old man now this kid that that I was gonna sleep with didn't want to go over all that stuff he was like I think you're hot I'll be over there in like five minutes I'm gonna hop a cab again something I never do I was comfy cozy in my bed and this kid's coming over and he comes over after I made him send me like a video message on Grinder because I wanted to see who I was getting for sure, just to make sure he wasn't, like, a crazy murderer and gonna kill me in my sleep, and he came over, and he would start doing the things, and he, he gets in the bed with me, and he pulls out his camera to start filming on his OnlyFans, and I was like, whoa, hang on, I did not consent to whatever this is, you need to turn off your camera, I, I didn't say any of this because I was in shock that it was happening. So somewhere out there, some 25-year-old has my is has a video of, of my cock being jerked off, which I know all of you think is amazing, but it was super weird, and it wasn't even that hot, this kid, actually. I was not even turned on by this experience with this young person. I remember, th- I remember thinking, like, you know, sleeping with a 25-year-old would be super hot, and actually, as I get older, that's not my jam anymore. No way! I definitely want dudes in their, like, late 30s and early 40s all the way. Not sleeping with any kids in their 20s anymore. I just listened back to that, and I sound super grumpy and and old, and it's kind of awesome. I kind of like that I'm turning into a grumpy, old, disabled sex person. I'm, I'm so here for that. Some other strange and... And unprompted messages on the apps have been guys messaging me out of nowhere and saying, Keep on going, buddy. Like they'll just randomly send me like, Keep on doing it. I read your bio. Stay strong. 
And it's like, hang on, pardon me? What? My bio says I'm disabled and I have a giant dick and I want you to come sit on my face. How did you get stay strong from that? What? And I struggle with these ones because they, I know that deep down inside they come from a place of good intention. But they're also full of patronizing infantilization and they need to never happen again. Then there was the time I said hello to this person and simply received just one emoji and that was the barf emoji. Now granted the guy was like 8,000 kilometers away so it wasn't like we are going to hook up or anything but still these veiled kind of like sassy messages really hit home and really underscore that ableism and just rudeness on these apps is alive and well in the digital space. One of the ones that really hit me pretty hard recently was I got a message from somebody who, after I sent them my unlocked, private, thick dick crip pics, say that five times fast, thick dick crip pics, um, after I sent them my pics, they said, you're disgusting. No, no. They said, your face, no, wait, hang on, let me read it properly. They said, you're disgusting, your face is enough, why would I want to see you naked? Like, really? How rude can you be to send that message through to somebody? Wow. And this time, I had enough. I posted his picture on my social media. If you follow me on Twitter, you probably saw this. Posted on the social media and instructed people to find him and drag him. And they really did. People found the profile and said really, not mean things to him, but just said, how you're so rude. Why would you say that to somebody? Don't say that. You're just, it's rude. And I appreciated that because... It's exhausting always having to stand up for yourself. And in this moment, I needed some digital warriors to stand with me and say, no, this is not okay. Now, sometimes when I put these people's names and their photos on my social media and say, like, here's what someone said to me today. And I do it quite often because I want people to see what it's what what people are actually saying about disability and what they really truly think about disabled people I, so I put their names up there and I don't hide their screen names either I put them right out there in the beginning some people have said that I shouldn't be so quick to post their screen names because then I'll be outing them and that's not fair to this I I roll my eyes super bigly at this idea and say nope I, t I totally disagree and here's why if someone is going to be an ableist or racist app hole or engage in discriminatory behavior on the apps, they need to be dragged the fuck out. We all know that most of these apps like Grindr and Scruff and any of the other ones, Tinder, Bumble, all the other ones are predominantly owned and bought by white cis straight men, able-bodied men who have no care in the world about our communities so they're not going to do anything the fuck about it. They like the drama because it drives up their service. So we have to do something about it. Also, to the people who are defending these people, please, please, please check your privilege. One last kind of weird one, and then I'll share, uh, and then I'll share 
some nice stuff that I got from some people, but one last weird one. I had somebody recently, and I'm going to pull it up directly on my app and read to you what it said because it's kind of, it, it's a tough one, but here it is. The guy writes with no warning into my stuff, says, handy capable, don't call me that. He says, handy capable, oh, that word makes me gag so hard. He says, handy capable is sexy. I didn't say hello. I wasn't on his app. None of that. He just says that to me. Gross. And I said, please don't call me that. And he says, my apologies. I work with people with disabilities and they prefer that word. But I do apologize to each their own. And I just shook my head reading this because I thought to myself, are you sure the people where you work actually prefer the word Handy capable? Did you check with them? Or did you just apply that word to them without their consent or knowledge or desire? Because I promise you, most, if not all, of the disabled people that I have spoken to have never said to me, handy capable is a word that I want to you use to call me. Never. No, 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 no. And I don't care if you work with disabled people. That doesn't give you the right to apply this to me. You don't know me. Why would you simply assume that's all right? And so I realized, again, he was coming from a place of good intention. But don't do that. You don't know who I am. You don't have a right to do that. Okay, we got through all the weird ones. And now I'm going to share with you some of the nice ones that I got that I really actually liked. Let me get to those in a second. It seems that upon my phone reset, I deleted those, but I promise you they were there and people have said things like, oh, I really like your work and I'm a disabled person too and thank you for putting yourself out there. Thank you, thank you. Um, and I, I'm, I'm disabled too and I think you're really cute. Thanks. Um, people have said stuff like, I want to ride your big dick all night long. Dirty, sexy stuff like that. It's very rare, but it happens. So those are some good ones. And that's the episode. There you go. So that's my experience. Gimps on Grinder 2, Ableist app holes. There you go. I'm going to do some more episodes on apps coming up where I review the efficacy and accessibility of the apps for different levels of disability um, and for dexterity and stuff like that to see how how they go in terms of accessibility needs and how they can do better. So that's those that's coming up soon. Um, also, if you are on the apps and you are a disabled person and you have received messages like this, send in your ideas for Minnesota. Send in those stories for Minnesota. I want to hear your experiences on the apps because I know they're out there and I want to hear your stories. So send them to me. In a second, you'll hear the outro of how you can do that. But let's get some more Minnesota on the show. But that's it. Thanks for listening. This is Disability After Dark. I'm Andrew Gerza, your number one queer cripple. Peace out, y'all. Thanks. All right, friends. That's another episode of Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on sex and disability. My name is, of course, Andrew Gerza, and thank you so much for listening and helping the show go. I really appreciate that you all listen and that you come back every week, and I love doing it, and I love shining a bright light on these topics, so thank you. If you want to follow my work, 
you can head over to www.andrewgrizzly.com where you'll find my writings, some cool videos I've been in, and you'll see where I've been talking, where I've been doing talks, and if you want to hire me to talk, you can do so there as well. If you want to follow me on the social media, you can put in all my handles on Insta, Twitter, and Facebook at TheAndrewGerza. If you want to follow the podcast specifically, you can follow us on Twitter at DisAftDarkPod or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DisabilityAfterDark. This show is a completely independent production. I literally record the show here in my bedroom in Toronto, and that's awesome. So if you want to support this fully independent program, you can head over to Patreon.com slash DisabilityAfterDark, and you can pledge $1 a month to get the show early and get really cool perks like that, and I, I will give you a shout-out on the air, and thank you for your support. It would be super awesome if you could also leave a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you download your podcast so that this show, all about sexuality and disability, something we don't talk about enough, can get more traction and more people can hear about the show. Lastly, if you want to be a part of Disability After Dark, you can submit your suggestions, story ideas, or your minisodes to our email inbox, disabilityafterdark at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next time, right here on the program Shining a Bright Light on Sex and Disability, Disability After Dark. Copyright Notice Disability After Dark was presented, created, and produced by Andrew Gerza and Crippled Content Creations, with music by Chris Sujiuchi. Any and all materials, including graphics, audio recordings, and music are property of the owner and cannot be used or distributed without express permission. Copyright 2019